TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Come on, side, 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 What up, y'all? It's your boy, Ed Lover. Come on, son. It's time for another podcast brought to you by Cigars International. How's everybody doing, man? I hope everybody's good. Today, I want to talk about a lot of things because I got a lot of things on my mind. Angel Ray is not with me today. She's out doing what Angel Ray does. Loving Angel Ray. Matter of fact, she got a movie out that y'all can lease online. It's called Dating in Atlanta, and she has a major, major role in it. I'm so proud of her, man. It's only like 10 bucks. For a 72-hour rental, she does a fantastic job. So we're all very proud of our girl, Angel Ray. All right? She's making moves, man. The movie is called Dating in Atlanta. So I would advise everybody to check it out. And uh, one thing I really want to talk about today is support. And the reason why I mentioned Angel Ray's movie is because support is so important, especially with friends and family. Like, a lot of times... People would tell you, hey, yo, I support you. I do this, I do that. You know, I really support you. But if you ask somebody to repost something, they won't repost it for you on social media, right? If you ask somebody to come to something, they don't. They find an excuse not to show up, especially if you're asking them to pay for something. You ever been in one of those situations where you're having a birthday party to celebrate your birthday and you end up spending more money than what your friends put out for you? Like, I feel like... When it's my friend's birthday, they shouldn't have to pay for anything. They shouldn't have to pay for dinner. If we go out and get bottles, they shouldn't have to chip in on the drinks. They shouldn't have to chip in on the bottles. It's their day. It's their birthday. So what we're trying to do is celebrate your life with you because life is very short. And on that note, I want to say rest in peace to my man, Derek Tillman, who grew up across the street from me on 209th Street and 113th Avenue in Queens, New York, who recently passed away from cancer. And um, Derek was very special to me. Because uh, Derek and I, Derek and I were childhood friends. We grew up across the street from together practically my entire life. My mother still lives there. And uh, his father still lives there. His father's alive. And uh, when our good friend Keith Sattler, who had Master Sounds, is where I learned to DJ with a crew called Master Sounds. When Keith died, um, Derek's parents bought him DJ equipment, and we continued with Derek in the form of DT and company, meaning Derek Tillman and company, and we're a mobile DJ unit. And that's really where I hone my skills as a DJ with him and Keith Sattler, and also my microphone prowess as a freestylist and just a rapper, period. 
came from being with those guys. So I just wanted to take this time out and say, rest in peace to Derek Tillman. I bring up Derek because life is very short. Derek was only 55 years old when he passed away. And um, in a blink of an eye, man, life can be gone. So when you have an opportunity to celebrate life, we should always celebrate life and always be very supportive of each other. And sometimes it's not. I don't know if y'all follow me on Instagram, at Ed Lover. The other day I posted, stop telling me you support me if you never heard Come On Son, the podcast. Like, if you're my real friend, especially my personal friends, if you've never heard Come On Son, the podcast, then you cannot even for one iota tell me that you support me. Because you're not. This is something that I do. I turn these out every week. Like, how are you going to call yourself my friend and you don't support my endeavors the way I support you? I support my friends. If my friends are doing something, I have a friend, um, I'm going to support it. I have a friend named Marvin, Marvin Richburg, right? Um, Marv uh, is on disability from his job. He worked at Hostess for, for a long time. So Marv decided to do something. And, uh, you know, he got these leather uh, bike jackets together and he put real fur on a collar. And when Marv did that, I bought a coat off Marv. I didn't ask Marv for a discount. I've known Marvin for well over 20 years. I ain't asked Marvin for a discount. I ain't asked Marvin for a percentage off, uh, which is the same as a discount. I ain't asked Marvin for it for free. I supported Marvin because Marvin is my friend and Marvin supports me. My man Minx were. We call him Minx. He supports me. I support him. So when it was time for, to, for me to buy a jacket, I just out and out said, what do you want for the jacket? And I bought the jacket off from beautiful uh, white leather motorcycle jacket with white fox fur on the collar. Beautiful, detachable fur. It's called Coupe, if y'all want to look it up there on Instagram. Coupe, C-O-U-P-E, Coupe. You know there's that little thing on the top of the E, so uh, it's not Coupe, it's Coupe. Um, So I support my man the same way I'm supporting, you know, Angel Ray. I'm going to support her because she supports me. She comes, sits down with me, we do this podcast. She don't get paid. And I don't get paid either. You know what I mean? We're just doing this for the love of getting our voices out there. And hopefully, you know, sooner somewhere down the line, something will happen off of it. And I'll be happy to pay her for doing this podcast with me. But in the meantime and in between time, I'm going to support her endeavors. The way people should support each other. The way you should be supporting your friends. You know, the way you should be supporting your children and your family. Support each other, man. Because life is very short. We don't have a lot of time on this earth. And the time that we do have, we need to spend it wisely. Because before you turn around and look, your life could be over. My grandfather used to always say, the old must die, but the young can. Like, look at Pac. Look at Biggie. Look at these. Look at Aaliyah. Look at Left Eye. Look at all these young people that were superstars in the music business and passed away. Nobody knew it. Nobody expected it. It just happened. And they were in their 20s, man. In their 20s when they passed away. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to support anything blindly. If you don't like the podcast, you don't have to listen to it. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you not digging everything that I do. I I just think, you know, that's stupid. You don't have to like Come On Son, the podcast. You ain't never have to be a fan of Come On Son. You don't have to be. You know, that's up to you. That's your choice. You don't have to support anything. I'm not going to tell you to blindly support something like if your friend is selling flat tummy tea and you know as I know that shit don't work, 
I'm not going to ask you to be an asshole and just support it blindly. But if your friends are doing good quality stuff and they're moving forward, then I would always say support your friends. I'm not going to, I'm not one of them friends that believe that you get to blindly support anything that everything that a friend do. And I actually have friends that believe that. And I have a problem with that. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way to support you when you know what you're doing is wrong. You know, one of those people that get into a relationship and the relationship is totally fucked up and you're telling them this person is not good for you. You need to leave that person alone. I'm telling you this as your friend and they continue to mess with the person and you don't like the person and the person doesn't like you. So you tell them, listen, until you break off with them, I'm backing up off of it. But you're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to support it. I'm not going to blindly support your foolishness. If I'm sitting there next to you and we're in a car, and we pull up, and I'm just getting ready to go to the store to pick up a pack of gum, maybe. And you turn to me and say, look, Ed, I'm about to run in here with this pistol and stick up this bank. First of all, you shouldn't have been in my car with a pistol without me knowing about it. And second of all, when you come out of that bank, I'm gone. I'm not, I ain't supporting that, because now I'm an accomplice. And if you get caught and I get caught, and then we both going to jail, I'm not, I have nothing to do with that. I'm not a blind supporter. Right, if you're doing good quality stuff in your life, you invite me out to, to a cancer walk. You invite me out to AIDS walk. You invite me out to any of those walks to stomp out psoriasis. We just had a big NPF thing, National Psoriasis Foundation. You invite me out to stuff like that. We had a bowling event. It was great. But if you invite me out to stuff like that and I'm available and I can support, I'm going to come out and show some support. And I'm going to not just come out and ask you, oh, what's up? I'm not getting in for free. I can't stand people like that. I, oh my God, that drives me crazy. I do an event here in Atlanta called ATL Live on the Park, right? It's done by Marlon Nichols and Shanti Dodds. I've known Shanti Dodds. Y'all heard her here on the podcast. We did an episode with her, uh, moving and shaking behind the scenes for a very long time. Wonderful person. Asked me to, you know, do silence to shame with her. I did continue to support that. You know, stopping mental health. I mean, not stopping, you know, mental health, but bringing aware, bringing an awareness to, to mental health and stopping the stigma that's associated with mental health. Mental body goes together, right? Right. So the reason why I say that Shanti does this every month, and I'm the host. This is my second season of hosting it. My friends Reggie, my friends Phil, my friends Trey, right? Get a table. Every month, they get a table. They don't ask me for nothing. The most they'll ask me for is, hey, Ed, can you make sure our tables are close together? Or put the tables right next to each other. I'll do that. My friends, that's support. Other people, hey, what's up? Oh, can you put me on the guest list for ATL Live? Every damn month, you want to come for free. They make money. That's how they pay me. So by you buying the ticket, you're helping support me getting paid. But every single month, man... Somebody want to come to ATL Live and it's all the time for free. Just because we're friends, that's not showing me some support. So when it comes around, with you time for you to ask me to do something, I'm going to do you the same way. When you're asking me to come to your event or you're a promoter and you're having something at a club, if you're having something at a club, unless you tell me um, I'm guest, you guest listing me, I don't ask you. I'll just come to the door and pay like everybody else because I'm showing you support. People don't know how to support each other. 
You know what I mean? They don't know how, they have no idea how to do it. Now, of course, I'm not going to expect you to be at every damn thing that I do. I'm not going to expect you to listen to every damn podcast that I create. I'm not expecting you to watch every TV show that I'm on. You got a life. You You get busy. I understand that. But that basic support that everyone needs, I need that from my friends. Because you'll sit at the table with me and watch me pick up that check. But you won't show any support. And that's crazy. And in life itself, we just got to support each other, man. I don't know if y'all heard of Jay-Z's new album, 444. Well, in the album, he's talking about us building wealth like the Jews, right? And some people tried to say that that was an anti-Semitic remark. I don't think so. I think if it was anything, if it was anything, it was a nod to the Jewish community on how they're able to support each other, stick together, and build wealth. There was no negative connotation meant or should there have been one taken from that comment, right? He was telling us how to get our stuff together and not make the same mistakes that he made. Now, a lot of people, you know, you want to go left with it, the album. You want to go right with the album. I mean, the man came clean on so many things. And I've known Jay-Z for a very, very long time now. Uh, we've had some great experiences together. Jay-Z um, is the reason why I stepped my sneaker game up when I was a really dumb sneakerhead. I still love sneakers, but I don't buy as many sneakers as I used to because, uh, for one, I just, the, the resale kids and all of that and the lines and, you know, it used to be cool for me to go out and hunt and search and seek and try to find that rare pair of sneakers that was just a quick strike or a hyper strike. You know, some of those things I like, but this reselling a pair of sneakers for triple the value and all, that's, as a sneakerhead, you want the sneakers because you want to wear it. I got that from Clark Kent, who was also associated with Jay-Z at the very beginning of Jay-Z's career. But Clark Kent, who I call the king of all sneakers, taught me to cop and crash. You buy them, you wear them. That's what the sneakers are for, not to sit up in the closet and turn yellow and all of that. Well, anyway, Jay-Z is the reason I became a real stupid sneakerhead because I have a friend by the name of Jesse Itzler, right? And uh, Jesse used to do all the songs for all the stadiums, all the go New York, go New York, go Chicago, whatever, all the basketball stadiums, and he retained all the publishing. Once he retained all the publishing, he... uh, You know, he sold it, sold all his publishing, sold his little record label he had. Those songs sell a lot, believe it or not. And um, Jesse invented in a private jet company. So Jesse had seats on the third baseline, the Yankee Stadium that he bought. Uh, And um, he invited me to come to the game. It's a playoff game. The Yankees, I can't remember who the Yankees were playing. I remember asking him who else was going to come. And he was like, you, me, Hove, OG, uh, you know, um, Jay-Z's homeboy and uh, OG Wan and probably like security. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'll come. You know, get to hang out at the ballpark. So we're sitting there watching the Yankees play and I'm sitting next to Jay and um, we're cooling out. And uh, he looks down at my feet and he goes, yo, Eddie Mack, because that's what him and Mike Kaiser call me, Eddie Mack, amongst other people. Yo, Eddie Mack. I'm like, yo, what up? He goes, what are those? I said, what are you talking about? He said, them sneakers you got on, them kicks, what are those? And I had on a Hayes Dunk. Now, Hayes was a famous 
graffiti writer out of New York City, H-A-Z-E, that Nike did a collaboration with on a dunk. So I had a pair of high top black and white haze dunks on. And I was like, you ain't got these? He's like, nah, those are hard. I got to get them. Where you get them from? And I told him, and I'm standing there, I'm sitting there, not standing, I'm sitting there with Jay-Z at a Yankee game, and I'm thinking, he has a Maybach outside. He's dating Beyonce. And I have a pair of sneakers that he doesn't have. This dude has had number one albums all over. He sold millions and millions and millions of records. And I have a pair of sneakers that he does not have. And from that moment on, I went hard on all the hyper strike, quick strikes, Air Force Ones. Me and Fat Joe used to be in dumb competition with each other to get the Air Force One. Man, there was a place in Teaneck, New Jersey, a sneaker store, uh, where they used to just, whenever something came in, they would just put it to the side for me and Joe. You know, that's how hard we went on, on, on sneakers. Like, my boxes would have my name on them with, a, you know, with a, a stick it, sticky note. All them boxes, 6, 7, 10, 15 boxes of Air Force Ones. I looked through them, take what I want uh, or leave what I, what I didn't want, you know, and that's how it went for a long time. Um, hold on, y'all. Just uh, I'm going to continue this story in a minute. Y'all hold tight. I'll be back. So I'm back at it again. So I'm telling y'all about my sneakers and everything else that was, that was going on in my life at that time with my battles with Fat Joe, sneaker battles, extraordinary like we were going at it with the sneakers like like there was no tomorrow with the sneakers and I remember having that thing and 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 having those sneakers I remember how Jay-Z inspired me to go hard on the sneaker game because I had something that he didn't have and then later on down the line he gave me all of the uh, Rockefeller Air Force Ones like every pair of Air Force Ones that was associated with Rockefeller Records he gave them to me one Christmas he had OG Juan uh, call me to come to the 4040 Club but I came to 4040 Club and he was like yo what size you wear and I told him I'm 11 he's like yo Jay said for me to give you something and he gave me every single pair of the Air Force Ones that had Rockefellers I still got the black albums at my crib now I never wore those sneakers I haven't put my foot in that damn sneaker alright so I remember that. And then I, when Dre and I had the opportunity to, to do our own Puma, when we did the Young, they did the Young TV rap series on the Pumas, and Dre and I got to have our own, you know, Puma. One shoe said Ed Lover, and the other one said Dr. Dre. On it, I made sure that Jay-Z got a pair of those. So I've been a Jay-Z fan and, and lover of Jay-Z's music and knowing Jay-Z for a very long time. And I've had conversations with Jay-Z about his music. I've told him what music that I liked, and I've been very honest with music that I do not care for, including that Magna Carta LP. But I understood why Jay-Z felt at the need to make that LP. He was in a big deal with, uh, with Live Nation, and Live Nation gave him a lot of money. So in, in order to make the money back, you got to tour. So Jay-Z got to make records that appeal to the youth. So he could go out on tour and make money. But now, here we are in 2017, and Jay-Z has made 444. Um, he said he made that record. He called it 444 because that's the middle of the album. And it was 444 AM where he wrote the song 444, where he really comes clean and honest about his uh, indiscretions with his wife. Um, and, you know, 
Beyonce made Lemonade, and we all speculated whether Lemonade was real or whether Jay cheated, and now we find out that he actually did cheat. Okay, and he had a menage. And he was like, well, what good is a menage when you have a soulmate? And he went on to say things about Blue, his daughter, and now they have twins, the twins, the new twins. Um, he went on to say something about um, he was scared of, of the future with another man playing football with his son. And people took that as a shot at the future. But I do understand what he was saying because what people are saying is the Russell Wilson thing and Russell being with Ciara, Russell being seen with... Future son wearing the Seattle Seahawks jersey. I dig all of that, but Jay is so brilliant. That's just to me. I don't think he meant it as a diss. I think he meant it as a play on words. Now, stuff he said about Kanye West, I think he absolutely meant that as a diss because Kanye tried to drag him last November when they did when he did the show and he was like, Jay Z don't shoot send shooters at my head. You still haven't called me bro. Talk to me like a man. You know, suggesting that Jay Z is anything less than a man. I've known this dude for a long time, and I can vouch for the fact that he handles his business and his beefs like a man. But what I wanted to talk about with this 444 album is the maturation of music, the maturation of the MC. Jay-Z is almost 50 years old, and he made a mature album. Now, did he make an album for the millennials? I don't think so. I think if you're a Jay-Z fan then the album is absolutely going to speak to you. But if you're not a Jay-Z fan, if you're just a millennial and you're into your music and you don't, you're not trying to hear what a 47-year-old MC has got to say, then this album is definitely not for you. And I can understand that. And I'm going to tell y'all why. I understand that from the standpoint of me loving Public Enemy, me loving Karis One, me loving Big Daddy Kane, me loving Rakim, me loving Run DMC, me loving the Fat Boys, me loving Kitten Play, me loving Salt and Pepper, me loving Luke and the Two Live Crew, me loving the Ghetto Boys and all the music, EPMD, Slick Rick, one of my favorites of all time, you know, UGK, Underground, Kings, Outcast, Eight Ball, MJG, Mob Deep, Rest in Peace Prodigy, Tupac. Biggie, all this music, Nas, Wu-Tang, all of this music that I love that my parents didn't understand, didn't get it. My pops used to drag us over the coals when it came to him. That ain't music. That goop doobie gee got the bip bip bibby. That ain't music. Y'all, not, y'all don't know music. That ain't music. Oh, y'all taking somebody else's music when we were sampling. Oh, my God. Y'all doing this. Y'all doing that. That's not real music. It don't have a melody. We heard it from everybody, from my parents, to Wynton Marsalis, who I admire to this day as a jazz musician and trumpet player. Um, but that was their opinions. So now here we are, grown. Most of us got kids. A lot of our kids are in their 20s, sometimes in their 30s. Some of us are grandparents. How dare us look at a 20-year-old and tell him that his music that he likes is not music? How dare you say you don't, because you, because bad and bougie ain't for you? Suck MCs weren't for your parents. So, because bad and bougie ain't for you, you want to dismiss it. And I don't think that we can dismiss the youth. We didn't want anybody dismissing us. So how the hell did we turn around and do the same thing to them that we didn't want done to us? But Jay made a mature hip-hop album. Jay made an album where Jay is giving you game. A million dollars worth of game for $9.99, as he likes to say it. Jay is telling you what to do, 
how to do it, and how to maybe not become a billionaire. And I know it's easy for us to say, well, that's easy for Jay to say because Jay is damn near a billionaire. But if Jay wasn't a billionaire or almost a billionaire, would you have took advice from him? Like, who better did to tell you how to get it than somebody who got it? Like, aren't we willing to listen to Oprah? Don't we list, watch Oprah's master class and all of these deep pop Chopras and all of these people telling us how to live this grand life and, and how to have a better life, but we want to dismiss it because it came from Jay-Z, who used to be a hustler? He's not a hustler anymore. Well, he's still a hustler. He still applies the same hustle mentality to getting his money legally, but isn't he better suited to tell y'all how to invest your money to make your money more money through music than say, I am right there. I'm nowhere near being a billionaire. Jay-Z is right there. So isn't Jay-Z better suited? Would you want to hear the keys to success from uh, somebody else? I mean, I know I would. I want to I wanna hear from the dude that did it. I want to hear from the person that made it. That's why we watch Oprah's Masterclass, because we think Oprah knows what she's talking about. And I don't understand why we get to this point with Jay-Z, and we don't want to hear it from Jay-Z. He made a mature album. Now let's look at it on from another point of view. What the fuck else was Jay going to talk about? Really? What At this point, how many hustle records can he make? How many times can he tell us that he sold coke? How many times can he tell us he used to sit on the corner? How many times can he tell us he was on the Peter Pan bus? How many times can he tell us how many keys he sold? How, how many times? I had this conversation with 50 Cent one time. And I said to 50, I said, you know what the problem is, Fifth? I said, you're not believable anymore. And he looked at me strangely as if no one in his camp had ever told him the truth before. I said, you keep making records about driving by and shooting up the shit, but you're a multi-millionaire. We don't believe you. You need more people, dog. After, after a while, you can't keep making the same damn type of records. Jay-Z is 47, okay? What else is he going to talk about? He got Basquiat's hanging on his wall. You have to, first of all, the Basquiat family has to approve you to buy an original Basquiat. So you have to go through that. Then it's going to cost you a million plus dollars. And the reason why they want the right people to have the Basquiat's is because those appreciate. He's trying to tell you to buy things that appreciate. These are things that when we came into money, Nobody else in our families, in our generations, had made as much money as we ever made, okay? So we did not know how to handle money whatsoever. Nobody in my family told me, don't go to the Mercedes. Nobody told me that when I go back to sell a car a couple of years later, that a car wasn't going to be worth shit. Ain't nobody told me that a car was going to depreciate forty dollars to $50,000, Nobody told me that the trade-in value for the same car that two years earlier I had just paid $90,000 for was going to be forty-five dollars to $50,000. That's being backwards. That's hustling fucking backwards. But that's what we do. We get a little money. We get $100,000. We get $300,000. We're going to go buy some fucking jewelry. And then we're going to buy a fucking car. Now, let me tell you about the jewelry game. Oldest trick in the book. You go to the jewelry store. You don't know diamonds from shit. You don't know, okay? Now one of y'all motherfuckers can look through that little, little thing that they put in their eye and, and tell me what the clarity of a damn diamond is. So don't even lie. So you get some money, like an asshole like I did, and you go to the jewelry store, and you get some jewelry. 
Okay? So you get the jewelry, you want that Rolex, because everybody else got the Rolex, and you want to put the diamond bezel on it. And your jeweler assures you that these diamonds are high-quality, amazingly clear, VVS, whatever diamonds. And then you don't know shit, so you listen to this motherfucker, right? So you know what the motherfucker do to you, too? He tells you, if you don't believe me, okay, here's my guy, go have it appraised. What do we do? We go to his appraiser, who's his friend, to have our jewelry appraised. What an asshole. This guy's in cahoots with the jeweler. So now you go have this damn jewelry appraised. You think it's worth what they take on an appraisal sheet, okay? Then you go into some hard times later on in your life, okay? You take the jewelry to somewhere else to get it, to sell it, and guess what? You ain't getting back fucking three quarters of what you paid for this bullshit in the first place. Because nobody told us how to handle money. Nobody. Nobody in our family had any money to tell us how to handle money. So here we are, back to Jay-Z again. A man who's got plenty of money. And now here he is trying to help you, tell you what to do with your money. Don't be to put the stacks of money up to your ear on fucking Instagram. Don't take your money and spend 40 to 50 club across America. Because you can't get that shit back. So now you just blew $50,000 showing off in front of everybody in the club and impressing all of these girls that's stripping for you who ain't fucking you anyway, so it don't matter. And if one of them do fucking pussy, okay? So you do all of this shit for what? To impress some fucking people. That is fucking dumb. So shit, like I'm telling y'all, man, when somebody is trying to give you game and somebody's trying to put you up on something, don't look at it like everybody's trying to take advantage of you because ain't nobody, they're just trying to teach you something. And we should be fucking grateful, man. I saw, I saw Jay-Z's uh, best friend Tata's brother here at a place in Atlanta called Flip Flops. And I had to tell my man, I said, yo, man, tell the big homie. I said, thank you. Thank you for the album. And he's about to go on tour, this 444 tour. that's coming to a city near you. But when a dude that's been in the game that long is dropping jewels on you because everybody else that you idolize, they're not going to really tell you. Like, I've seen that meme going around on Bill Gates and, and, and Warren Buffett together, and it was like billions of dollars and not one single Gucci belt. I've seen all that, that shit going on on the Internet. But Warren Buffett and Bill Gates ain't trying to drop no knowledge on you on how to get this paper. Okay? And Jay-Z is. So let's be a little more motherfucking appreciative, especially of a black man. Right, who ain't even 50 yet making a Forbes list and, and trying to help you get on a Forbes list instead of going against it and, and bringing up old dumb shit where Nas been dropping knowledge. We know Nas been dropping knowledge. We know Talib Kweli and Most Def and, and Common and them dudes been dropping knowledge. But guess what? Them dudes ain't billionaires. So we're going to take it from a dude that's made that money, knows how to get that money. And his if you think about Jay-Z's lifetime, okay, think about it. His legal hustle game was much longer and much more lucrative than his illegal hustle game. No matter how much of a fabrication Jay want to put on it, what he was doing, okay, he wasn't that big of a drug dealer, okay? But let me tell you something. His after hustle, his, the, the, the hustle after the drug game has been way more lucrative and bigger, okay, for Jay-Z than his drug game hustle ever was. So why wouldn't we take that kind of 
love and, and thoughtfulness and respect from a dude that's trying to put us up on something and tell us how to get down and, sh- and show us how to be men. You know, it's just not a, it wasn't, the whole album just ain't about money. It's a, a lot of it is just about being a damn man and, and take that game and soak it up and put it in our pocket. And we take that game and we spread it on to the people that's coming up under us. And we spread it to this person and that person and we share. And, and that's how we show support for ourselves and show support for our community because nobody else is going to show support for us. You see every time the damn police kill one of us and they go to trial, they get away with it. They beat the shit, you know, beat it like a drum. And that's real talk. So if we don't take care of each other, who else is going to take care of us? If we don't support each other, who else is going to support us? If we don't love each other, who else is going to love us? We got to take from other cultures and other religions that we see. The Catholics they stick together. They support the Pope. They support the Vatican. They support each other. The Jewish community sticks together. You know what I mean? Anything outside of their community, they charge you three times for But they're not going to miss a sale because of ego within their community. They're going to keep those dollars circulating within their community. And that's what we need to do. Stop trying to overcharge your own people for shit. Even if you got to make that sale at cost with your own people, just make the sale so we can continue to circulate that money in our community, because there's a difference between being rich and wealthy. <coughs> the problem was with us, from the beginning, we weren't allowed to have generational wealth. That's the problem. My grandfather couldn't own a patent, so there was no generational wealth trickling down. He was an uneducated sharecropper and farmer. Okay, He didn't have the opportunity to go to an Ivy League school. There was no professional baseball team he could play on. There was no professional football team or basketball team that even would allow a black man to play on him when my grandfather was coming up. And he wasn't going to college, okay? Because first of all, if he could, he couldn't afford it. My mother couldn't get a pair of shoes. So how was he going to afford to go to college? He had kids to put through. They had kids so they can help them work the fields. That's what that was all about. So when we get to a point now where we understand where we come from, then we need to have a better understanding of where we're going. Because we do understand that we don't come from generational wealth. We're not, you know, we're not those those Rockefellers or Waltons or or any of those people, you know, I could even say the Bushes now, because they made so much money off of oil that that generational wealth, nobody can spend that money. Nobody. And the Carters may be one of the first black American families that have that kind of wealth that Blue Ivy's kids can't spend all the damn money. Because, I mean, I thought it was going to come with the Jacksons, but Mike decided he wanted to give his money to white kids. But I could do another uh, podcast on that altogether. Because ain't no fucking way in this world them three white kids belong to no damn black man. Please, okay? But that's another story within itself. I'll save it for another podcast. My point is this. We know where we come from. We know it took until damn near 1970 for us to have any civil rights in this country. It's not that long ago. Think about it, okay? Um, We know that there was laws designed to trap us, to send us back to prison, to have free slavery. We know when we were selling drugs that white boys got less time for cocaine than we did for crack cocaine for more amounts. So we know this whole shit is designed to fuck us up. Okay? So knowing that, knowing better, you should be doing better. Why aren't we doing better? Because when somebody try to drop a million dollars worth of game on you for nine ninety nine, 
you don't want to take it from that person. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But instead of congratulating, we start hating real quick. 444 is a great album, and we need to listen to that, especially as grown men. Get back on your grind, hustler. Show your sons and your daughters how to get it. If you don't get it, at least set it up for them to get it after you. All right? That's what, that's what we're supposed to do as men. We're supposed to protect our families and care for our families and take care of our children. Now, there may be some of y'all out there that's estranged from one of your children. You, you ain't talked to them in a long time. Okay, well, bro, take the ass whipping that come along with that. Take that tongue lashing, but make that connection today to your kids, man. Make that connection. It's never too late to make that connection. Make that connection with your kids and make up for lost time because, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, time is not promised to anybody on this earth, okay? Okay? The old must die, but the young can't. So make that connection with your kids. Make that connection with your baby mother. Apologize for whatever the fuck you did. And you know, sometimes we know we ain't did shit. Sometimes we know it's their goddamn fault. But two people can't be pig-headed. So just fucking apologize to her. I'm sorry, Ma. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. Look, I got a couple of dollars right here. I'm going to give you this couple of dollars. I need to talk to my son. I need to talk to my daughter. I need to talk to my children. Make that connection with your children and stop making excuses, man. And get that game, man. Get on your grind. Get right. Stack it up. Stop doing dumb shit with it. Stop being a victim to fashion. Don't do it until you can really afford to do it and, and do this shit the right way. You get some money, don't go buy no damn new car and then get no damn car note. And, and your APR finances are 15 to 20%. And then four years from now, there's a brand new model of your shit came out and you upside down because you can't even trade the car in for how much you owe on it. That's being upside damn down. If it's just you and your girl and your kid and you make some money, don't go buy no 225,000 square foot house. You don't need that much damn house. The house is going to depreciate, especially when you go building that damn house in the neighborhood where you used to live. And ain't no other houses around there like it. So don't do that dumb shit either. Buy you some art, because art appreciates, don't depreciate. Stop buying that bullshit-ass gaudy jewelry that he tell you you spent $200,000 on and the shit ain't even worth $25,000. You got caught out there, bro. All right? I call it, you got, you got the Rob Kardashian. All right? That's what you just got. You got Rob Kardashian. I don't understand how he even think that, that. I don't know Black China personally, but Black China scam. That's a scam, bro. I don't want to go out my come out my face and say she a hoe because I don't know her like that. But she she definitely scammed the shit out of you, bro. You got Kardashians. Your sister's been doing it, so shit. It's about time it happened to you. You the Kardashian shit came right back around. And bitch you in your ass, bro. Take the L. And here go the, the, the crazy shit. She, you got to fuck with her for 20-some years. You just had to be. Your baby's brand new. It ain't like you got a 17-year-old and you looking at three years left and then you off that child support. You got 20-some-odd years to deal with this woman, dog. But I don't even understand how you did that after she had a baby by Tiger. And Tiger was damn near your brother-in-law. I don't understand how you looked at her and was like, yeah, I'm going to get the, that. I'm going to wife it up. See, that's like, come on, I know that that father figure is missing 
in your house because my father would have never let me bring that shit home. My father been like, yeah, you can fuck her if you want to, but wear a condom. That ain't no wife material. So it's the difference between us and you young boys. And I tell y'all that one thing. That social media got y'all wife and hoes. We didn't wife hoes. See, we didn't wife hoes. And the reason why I know we didn't wife hoes is because Superhead had to write a fucking book to get her story out. Y'all DMing hoes. Hey, what's up with you? Oh, y'all want to be their man. When the fuck did we start doing that? It's because y'all ain't got no father figure in your life. And it's our fault, man. Okay? If you're in your 40s and you got a 21-year-old, 19-year-old son, 18, 17, 16, 15, it's up to you to teach them how to be a damn man. And if he come out and he doing some dumbass Rob Kardashian type shit, it's your fault for not putting him up on game. That's what you're supposed to do as a man. You're supposed to tell him, yo, she a whole duke. She after your bread. All right? Leave her alone. Okay, I don't know what she want, but she trying to get 20-some years of child support out your ass. So strap it up, homeboy. Don't fall victim to that bullshit. Especially if you rolling you like like that, like the kind of bread them Kardashians are seeing. You don't want to be like that, man. And even if you're not, you could be a, a highly successful dude and still get caught out there on some bullshit. So, fellas, teach them, man. Soak that game up, all right? And teach your kids and love your kids and love yourself, man. My name is Ed Lover, man. This has been Come On Son, the podcast. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and definitely about your ass the next time I do a podcast. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful. If you can't be careful, then you're going to end up like Rob Kardashian, right? This is Come On Sad, the podcast. Brought to you by Cigars International, right?com. I'm Ed Lover, and I get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Later. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.